Hey guys, welcome to the Real Love Podcast. I'm so excited. Have one of my friends and mentors, Pastor Kyle Wall, uh, with us. Hey Kyle, this is your first time on the Second. podcast? Second time. Well, uh, for people who don't know you, can you take a, just a little bit of time, tell us about you, your family, what you sure. do at Faith Promise? Be glad to. Thanks for the opportunity to be on again. Uh, my name is Kyle Wall, and I'm the executive pastor of campuses here at Faith Promise and also the Pellissippi campus pastor. And I've been here six years. My wife, Melanie, and I have been married. For, we're in our 36th year of marriage. And we have two daughters who are grown and married. Uh, one lives here in Knoxville, and one lives in Virginia Beach. And we love living in East Tennessee. Yeah, really well, do. you lived in Louisiana before. Uh, well, yeah. you live in some good places. Everything's but up from Louisiana. That's that is exactly true. Right. Well, just before we get into this stuff, and I think it's a great question to ask, Kyle, if, if you had one meal left, and I'm asking you this on the fly on purpose, if you had one meal left, your last meal, what's it going to be? Uh, crawfish etouffee. Crawfish etouffee. Some people don't know what that is. You have to look that up. And just, it's delicious. Crawfish yes. etouffee. Who makes it? Who's going to make it? Mel? Uh, no. Uh, Mel doesn't eat that. She doesn't cook it. But uh, my youngest daughter, Olivia, makes it now. Yeah. Oh, crawfish etouffee. But, uh, I'd probably ask my sister-in-law, Marsha, if she would make it. Ooh. She makes great crawfish etouffee. That's awesome. Or Robert the Bruce. He makes great he crawfish makes good, etouffee. Yeah. Yes. Robert leads our prayer ministry. <laughs> but hey, uh, we are a week and a half away from Easter. And so as we get into Easter, just seasonal uh, see, it's the time where people are thinking about whether you're inviting people to church or talking to people about Jesus. It just seems like this great time to do it. And I, the people listening to this podcast are obviously, they're, they're leaders, they want to grow, or they wouldn't be doing this. And so what we're going to do is, I believe these, these people are inviting to church, but I want to take some time, actually go to the next level, and talk about sharing our faith. And so it's something we're passionate about, something that you help lead our staff and our church in. So really, uh, and I, I think it's something that makes a lot of people nervous. So really the first question I had for you was, what keeps you passionate about sharing your faith? Uh, yes, well, the more I, the first thing is the more I understand God's love for me and God's grace for me, um, it's, it overwhelms me. And I want people to experience what I've experienced. Mm -hmm. um, I could never never uh, have anything that compares to what the grace of God is, Jesus Christ in my life and the Holy Spirit. Right. And so I want people to experience that. Uh, I think uh, our world is, um, you know, Scripture says that uh, there's a knowledge of God in every one of us, uh, and we see it in creation, and there's a groaning from creation. I think there's a groaning in every person uh, to know God, and they just don't know that that's what the groaning is, mm -hmm. what the whole is, what they're trying to feel and so, man, I really, I want people to experience what I've experienced. Right. Yeah, that's, that's, that's so good. So you, you pastored for a long time, and you've watched people give their life to Christ. And I think when people give their life to Christ, they have this realization of God's love for the first time, and they realize those things you're saying. But how, how, well, how long have you been a believer? I've been a believer for 42 years. So 42 years, and you're still saying those things, you're blown away by the love of Christ, you want people to experience those things. How how are you able to, 42 years in, you know, be as passionate or more passionate you've ever been about sharing that? It seems like our natural flow is to get used to it and to live our quote-unquote normal lives. How are you keeping that in front of you? Yeah, I would say, first of all, it goes all the way back to my childhood. Uh, my dad would share the gospel with anything that moved. 
And in fact, we lived in a small town, uh, Jennings, Louisiana, where you lived at one Mm -hmm. time, and about 10,000 people. There was a time when if people saw my dad walking down the block and they knew him, they would duck behind trees and bushes because they (laughs) knew he would share the gospel with them. And so I saw that example. I had that example that was put into me at an early age. And then I had the opportunity to go to a school that really emphasized evangelism and not only emphasized it and we learned how to do it, but we practiced it on a regular basis. Well, when I was a freshman in college, uh, Pastor Zach, uh, I was privileged to be a part of a group of guys who met at the, um, at the trailer. This guy lived in a mobile home uh, named Paul Pierce. And Paul was also from Louisiana, but he and his wife had moved to Lynchburg, Virginia to go to school. And as a group of uh, about eight freshman guys, we met there every Friday night and we would eat dinner, free meal, we're in, okay? Right. And uh, Paul and Terry would take care of us. And then we would uh, we would just pray. We would literally pray for just in the presence of God for uh, two hours, just laying on the floor. And then the next morning, uh, most of that group would go out and we were working with another church to share our, to learn to share our faith. And so that that burden to share our faith came out of those prayer times. Mm. It really did. So okay, so let's. I think that's super important. I, I had a question about that, but you taught you what you just mentioned. I would say to most people watching, it's probably going to be pretty foreign. The thought about getting down on the floor praying for two hours, you know, and so and, it, it was foreign to me too when we first started. Well, it. well, can you talk us through that a little bit? Like, what what's that feel like? How do you how do you break through? Yeah, you know, it's it's being around the right people first of all. That's good. It's being in the right group. That's good. Um, it's interesting. The reason that I ended up at um, Liberty University was because of Paul Pierce. Mm. Uh, Paul was in a, a youth ministry in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Baker, Louisiana, and they'd come and led a youth revival at the church uh, my dad pastored. And I went forward during the invitation, and Paul came back and says, hey, man, have you ever asked God? He took me to my dad's office. Have you ever asked God what he wants to do with your life? I said, not really. And uh, he said, why don't you ask him every day for the next year? Wow. And he gave me three verses to memorize. I memorized them. I prayed them every day. So the reason I even ended up there was because he asked me to ask that wow. for a year. And then uh, he and his wife just lovingly invited us into their home, fed us. And man, we first of all, we went for the food, but then for the friendship. And uh, then we learned how to pray. We really did. Mm. Uh, we learned how to pray. And it was slow at first. And we it was awkward at first, but we'd pray sentence prayers. And uh, you could pray, and then someone else would pray, and then you could jump back in. And uh, we'd put on some worship music and just worship. But... What began to happen over time is we began to pray for God to give us a greater burden for for people uh, around us. And, of course, we're being taught that uh, in our classes, in our evangelism class. All of us were taking those classes. and uh, But now we're praying for that, and God just began to do that. And then we got to put it into practice. And the more you put something into practice and be obedient to God's Word, um, the greater joy you will have. Uh, the greater desire you will have. So putting that into practice on Saturday mornings for two to three hours, that began to produce great joy in our lives, which made us want to pray more, which made us want to share more. And uh, it's just, you got to take that first step of obedience and God will always meet you at that first step of obedience and will lead you the rest of the way. Yeah. Okay. So just, just uh, some things, some handles that we can grab onto there's two things we're talking about that I would say a lot of people feel that are foreign prayer and sharing their faith. And the thought about a way forward probably is hard, 
But Kyle just gave us two, or just one thing that we could use for both, having at least a relationship with one person that does those things. So who in your life is a person of prayer, and can you pray with them? Who in your life shares their faith, and can you do it with them? It, it is funny, whenever you start hanging out with a group of runners, I've never want to run in my life. Right. And you start hanging out with those people, and you're like, maybe I want to do that. Maybe want to I want that. to eat this yeah, way. Yeah. That. Totally. What and again, I, I think that some of this stuff feels unattainable. But I bet you, for Peter, being a, a, a church founder of the first church, seemed crazy until he met Jesus. Right. What a, what a huge takeaway that is is finding somebody who is a person of prayer and praying with them, and finding somebody who shares their faith and and doing that with them. Hey, and then you just got, we. Love by you. the way, I would say if a person is a person of prayer, they're going to be the person that shares their faith too. Yeah. Because the closer you get to God in that intimate prayer, you're going. His heart's going to rub off on yours. Mm, that's good. I think it's a challenge for us too. If somebody listening, because there's been seasons where I would say I'm a person of prayer, but I wasn't sharing my faith as often as I wanted to, and so I think that we just need to do a check if that if that's the case. Yeah, I would say uh, in my life, um, I can go back and look over the last 42 years, um, in the, in the last. Um, you know, 36 years of, of uh, being in ministry. Uh, there are seasons where I'm more fervent to share my faith. Uh, but there are times I'm just gaining knowledge uh, from the Bible, gaining knowledge from uh, messages on the weekend. And I, I'm not applying those. And mm -hmm. when you begin, when you get in that habit, it can get uh, cold really quick. Right. It can get routine really quick. In fact, it can get what's called religious. Mm. And uh, so you could actually be praying but because you're not really taking in the word of God and trying to obey it, it's in the seasons where I say, okay, God, I'm, I'm going to step into this and try to obey it, that he always meets me. And then the word becomes more alive in me. And then his heart becomes more alive in me. And so I, I could have been praying for an hour, but I may be praying totally wrong, not with his heart, mm, yeah. not connecting with his heart. I'm just doing a religious activity. Right. And so um, we've got to really evaluate, are we being doers of the word? and not hearers only. Uh, that's so important. Or we can develop a religious spirit so quickly. Yeah. And I, something that's helped me uh, just keep my heart for the lost strong is I, I have three verses that, I, verses that I pray geared towards that. And so, you know, I, I believe it's it's second it's second Peter uh, 3, 7, 3, 9, you know, um, where it's not his will that any should perish. Mm -hmm. John three sixteen, which most people know. And then what's been wrecking me lately is Romans 9, 1 through 3, when Paul says he's in anguish yeah. um, about his brothers and yeah. sisters who are far from God. Hey, before I ask the next question, can you just tell us a story about um, like a time that you shared your faith that's just really special to you, just, just to inspire us as we continue to go out to do that? Yeah, you know, and everyone has to share, I would say, they're going to share according to how God's wired them. Uh, not that we can't move out of how God's wired us. By faith, we can sometimes. Right. Um, but I really like people. I like to meet people, connect with people. So the story I'm going to share is, is from an extrovert, okay? So understand that. Right. And if you're an introvert, you may go about it a different way. Um, but yeah, one day I showed up at the mall and I said, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit here until God shows me someone to talk with. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to pray and ask God to lead me. Uh, this is you know, West Town Mall. Lead me to someone to share my faith with. And um, it was probably about seven or eight minutes later after praying, uh, I saw a guy, and um, he uh, was by himself. And 
he had some uh, some sports gear on uh, for a, you know professional teams. So that's an in, in, right. instant conversation piece. Went over, began to talk sports with him, and uh, you know the hardest part, uh, Pastor Zach, about move, of sharing our faith is how do we move from a casual conversation, right, normal totally. conversation, to sharing the gospel. And um, I found a way that's work that works for me. Uh, and so I just asked him a question. I, I said to this, hey, man, um, it's really great to meet you. And uh, I'd like to ask you a question, if it's okay. It's a question I've asked people literally around the world. I've been in a lot of countries. I've been blessed to be a lot of countries. And uh, I'd like to ask you this question. It's a very thought-provoking question. Uh, would that be okay? You know, I've never been turned down right. one time with that. And uh, he said, yeah, man, that'd be great. And I said, now think about it. Don't just blur it out. So I want you to really think about it. And I said, if, if you were standing at the gates of heaven right now and God said to you, why shall I let you into heaven? What do you think he would say to him? Well, he gave the most typical answer that I've received around the world. I hope my good outweighs my mm -hmm. bad. Yeah. And, um, and I said, you know, that's the most popular answer I get to that question. I said, uh, but the Bible says there's one answer to that question. Would you like to know what the Bible says? Mm. And he says, yeah, I'd love to know that. And um, he says, it's not about your good outweighing your bad. I said, you know, Ephesians 2, 8, 9, for by grace are you saved through faith that not of yourself. It is a gift of God, not of work, so that no one may boast. Wow. And um, I said, it's a gift. You can't earn it. Um, you got to receive it. And so we talked through... And one of the things I do is I share scripture and share the gospel multiple times. Going to ask, hey, does this make sense? Because you, you want them to understand what you're sharing. Right. Does this make sense? And so sitting right there uh, outside of a Belk uh, store on those couches, this young man uh, said, uh, I want to surrender my life to Jesus. Wow. And we prayed right there. Uh, after we prayed, we walked down to the food court and we got some food together and ate. And, wow. Um, and have, have since connected and uh, prayed some more of, get him some material to begin growing his faith. And so it's really um, that simple because the verse you shared earlier, uh, God doesn't want anyone uh, to perish, but all to come to repentance. That's his desire. Of course, we know that not everyone will, but that is his desire. So when we ask God, hey, would you show me someone that you want yeah. to have a relationship with? He wants to answer that prayer. He That's really right. does. Yeah, and so. I, I was actually going to ask you about it because you call that Treasure hunting. Uh, yeah. And so that was, and I don't know if that's unique to you, but... No, I, I learned that from some other ministries yeah. that I follow. And so my wife, Rachel, who she, she's an evangelist, she's great, but that's what she said, because she when she wants to get her heart kindled back, she said, I need to go treasure hunting with Kyle. But I, I think that that's also maybe a foreign concept. Just the thought of what you call it, I'm going treasure hunting. Talk to me about that. First of all, and you, I, this, so you know what treasure yeah. hunting is, it's what Kyle just described you doing at the mall, but why do you even call it treasure hunting? Oh, uh, well, we are God's treasure, mm -hmm. um, you know, and he wants a relationship with us. The God of the universe wants a relationship with people. He loves people. And so he loves to answer that prayer. So if we can just still ourselves for a moment and say, God, um, like I remember one day after all staff, I uh, asked three guys to get in my car. I said, hey, we're going on a treasure hunt. Mm. And uh, I said, hey, let's ask God where he wants us to go. And believing that he wants to answer that. That's right. How crazy is that? 
So one of the ways that God speaks to me is I see uh, pictures, I see images when I ask him things. And so I hadn't been to Cole's department store in uh, over two years. And uh, I saw the Cole's sign and I'm like, okay, hey, we're going to Cole's. And my natural, <laughs> I say, well, we're going to Cole's by Westtown Mall because there's more stores there. There'll be more people, right. more opportunity than the Farragut Coles. And But it, we get on Pellissippi, we're heading and uh, in my little car, and all of a sudden I see, I keep seeing this sign, Farragut, Farragut. I'm like, hey, we're going to Farragut Coles. And uh, it's, just, it's just what's happening, because I'm asking, right. okay? You just gotta ask and, and, and listen and pay attention. And uh, we end up at Farragut Coles, we pray, we break into two teams, and one of the teams goes into Coles and begins to pray for people. Uh, they get to pray for some people for healing, and um, they get to have some great conversations with people. And then uh, the guy that went with me, we walked into a cleaners and we got to share the gospel with a, a young lady. And she was interesting. She said, hey, my husband's been sharing this with me too. Wow. And uh, she was so close, but she didn't make that decision. She said she wanted more time uh, to think about it. So we're walking out, walking back to the uh, Kohl's and there's a lady taking a smoke break. She's an employee at Kohl's and uh, she's taking a smoke break. And so we're like, hey, um, strike up a conversation, find out she used to live in New Orleans. I'm from Louisiana. We got plenty to talk about. Right. And we'll begin to talk about uh, food and all that stuff, Mardi Gras. And uh, next thing you know, I said, hey, are you a Christian? And um, and so she says, uh, I said, we all go to the same church. Uh, uh, Miles and I go to the same church. And are you a Christian? Yes, I am. I said, well, uh, what kind of church do you go to in uh, New Orleans? Is Presbyterian, which is very shocking because 99% would be Catholic. And um, I said, so I'd like to ask you a question. I went through that right, same question, question again. Yeah. And she says, well, I hope my good outweighs my bad, which is what most people who say they're a Christian would answer. I hope wow. my good outweighs my bad. We're still depending upon works. And uh, I said, hey, the Bible has an answer for that. Would you like? I'm telling you, within two minutes, she's crying and surrenders her life to Jesus. And this is the very words that came out of her mouth as soon as we got through praying. I got to go tell my coworkers about this. Wow. And we got back in that car. The four of us shared our stories. And it's like uh, my Jetta floated back to the Pellissippi yeah. campus. We were so excited. And so that's, that's treasure. That's, uh, you know, Jesus says, I'm going to leave the 99 and go after the one. Yeah. And so we just believe that Christ every day, um, uh, Bruce Wilkerson puts it this way, think of heaven as mission central. And every day God is saying, Man, I, I got people here I want to minister to over here. I want to see them healed uh, physically. I want to see them healed spiritually. I want them to be encouraged. And he's just looking for people who will say yes to him. Mm. If we'll say yes, he'll direct our steps. And that's all he's looking for, people who will say yes to him. And he will direct our steps to people who his spirit is drawing to Jesus. Yeah. And we're just cooperating with the Holy Spirit. It's not us. And uh, But I will tell you this, as long as I've been doing this, is still always a moment of fear. That's right. And you got to step through that fear by faith, and it's always worth it when you step through that fear by faith. Yeah, I really do believe. It's clear, like in Ephesians 6, the, that there's a spiritual battle raging around us. I really do believe if the devil could only pick one battle to win, it's this one. Yeah. And I, I have one more question I want to ask you, but I had two, but let me answer one just real quick. One of them is why would you share your faith? But... It, I'm just going to read you a passage that makes it very clear. 
And then, so you can think about the question is, what will it do for our faith if we share our faith? Mm. So you you prepare, because I know it affects us mightily. But whenever you think about why should I share, why should I share my faith, listen to this. In Matthew 24, 36 through 42, it says, But about the day or the that day or hour no one knows, not even angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. As it was in the days of Noah, uh, so will be in the coming of the Son of Man. For in the day in the days of the flood, people were eating and drinking and being giving in marriage and marrying up to the day that Noah entered the ark. They knew nothing about what was going to happen until the flood came and took them away. Now that is how it will be in the coming, because Jesus will come back, and that's how it will be. It will happen so suddenly. Listen to this. Put yourself here. Two men will be in the field. Guy, you're going to be at the gym. You're going to be at work. Mm -hmm. And it says two in the field. One will be taken and one will be left. Two women will be grinding at the hand mill. Your moms, you're you're at work, you're you're getting coffee, you're doing with with your friend. One will be taken, one will be left. At the it, it ends up saying in verse forty four. So you must also be ready because the Son of Man will come at an hour you do not expect him. Why we have to share our faith is there will be a separation between people mm-hmm. who don't know Jesus and people who know Jesus. And the separation is not work, it's not merit, it's not if your grandmother's a Christian. It's if you know Jesus as the Savior for your sins. That's the why. That's the why we have to do it. And so I I, I believe that a lot of us know that maybe Mm -hmm. conceptually, but Kyle, just as a a send-off, the inspiration, what will happen to our relationship with God, our walk as believers, if we will step out and share our faith? Yes. uh, This is near to the heart of God. This is the hardest why he sent his son Jesus. So when we're walking in in this, we're as close to his heart as we can be. Mm. We just are. And so the more intimate you become with him, you will desire and step out and share your faith. And uh, it'll change your prayer life because you, you realize you can't change a life. Right. Only the Holy Spirit can. Mm. He draws people to Jesus. And it'll change how you view people. Mm. So let me read you one verse, uh, Acts 1.8. But you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes Amen. upon you. You'll be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Now, he says, tell people about everywhere. Then he goes in to give some, some geography. In Jerusalem, it's where they were. Throughout Judea, it's growing out. But this in Samaria is interesting, Pastor Zach. These are people they hated. Mm. So when you fall in love with Christ and his heart for the world, even people that you don't like in the natural, you will learn to love because Jesus loves them. Mm-hmm. It'll change how you view people. And you'll begin to look at people through a different prism, through a different eyes. Um, you'll see them through the love of Christ. And so whereas in the natural, someone you just don't like them, wow. you'll, you'll develop a heart for them as you pray because Jesus has a heart for them. That's so... how. How free we would be if we could put down unforgiveness and hatred. Mm-hmm. You think about Jesus on the cross. He said, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Stephen, the first martyr in Acts 8, forgive them. Um, this, I, I just think it would change our life. And uh, hey, we're going to have to have you back on. I just feel as we're talking, I just wrote it down. We need to come back and learn how to pray for healing. Need to come back and learn how to believe for that. Um, it really is our desire that the people who listen to this podcast, they'd go out and win the world. And 
I mean, if there was one step to take, it would be sharing our faith. And so I'm, I'm super grateful for you. We'll have you back. <clears throat> hey, guys, we want to tell you we love you. We want to let you know that we're proud of you. <clears throat> and hey, the enemy has told you at some point during this podcast that you cannot carry this stuff out. I want to highlight something that Kyle said. There will be a moment of fear. He's been doing it for 42 years, and there's still those moments of fear. Push through. Push through. Remember, we don't drift to a desired location and people accepting Jesus. We won't drift there. We'll have to fight there. And so we love you. We believe in you. Let's win the world. We'll see you soon.